Welcome back to another episode of the Heated Up Podcast. I am your host, Ross Brown, as always. If you're not following us on any social medias, or if you're just new here, um, go over to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at symbol Heated Up Podcast. Uh, two Ps in there when you're typing it in. Um, I want to say I appreciate everybody for showing support from the last episode, um, as well as any other episodes that I put out. Um, today's episode plan, um, we got a little bit to talk about. UFC 268 just happened in New York. What a, what a card. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than what a card. Um, you started off with Chandler Gaethje, ended it with Usman and Covington too. I mean, phenomenal fights. I mean, the whole card was literally insane. Um, any one of those fights could have been contender for fight of the night. I'm talking about the main card. Um, it was just incredible. Incredible to watch. Um, debut of Alex Pereira, Ian Gary. We have a lot to talk about UFC-wise. Um, I know last time we talked about it, the Heat were on the rise. They were winning so many in a row. Um, I'm just going to say it now because I'm not going to say it later. Uh, congrats to the Celtics on that win. Um, kind of humbled the Heat, put them in their place. Um, I feel like they were very uh, cocky. Um, overlooked the Celtics. You know, we we said that that was the the weakest game, um, and the Celtics came out to play. So congrats to them. Um, we got a little bit to talk about the NBA, so we'll we'll jump over to that um, and end it off talking about NFL. Um, what a crazy slate of games last uh, last Sunday. Crazy. Crazy games. Um, some shockers. No Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Derrick Henry still out, obviously. The Bills lost. So we got a lot to talk about um, on today's episode of the Heated Up Podcast. So let's just dive into it. Let's get ready to heat it up. Sounds dry. All right, what's going on, guys? Um... What a crazy weekend we had. Today is Tuesday. Um, crazy slate of games happened on Sunday. A crazy UFC card on Saturday. Some shocking games in, in college football on Saturday. Friday we even had some crazy stuff go on. Celtics played the Mavericks. Luka with another step. I mean, there was just so much stuff going on this weekend. Um, but I'm kicking it off with UFC. I know I started last episode with UFC, so if you don't like UFC, I apologize, but I mean, this is, if you didn't watch the pay-per-view this past weekend, I feel for you. And if you don't like UFC, you know, that's on you, you know, um, but if you are a mixed martial arts fan or, or even a fighting fan, I mean, what a card, man. What a card Dana White put together, and I keep saying it, is they're ending the year off so good, and, and they really are. Um... Let's just start off with my 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 notable fights. Um, Ian Gary um, absolutely did what I thought he was going to do. Knockout, I believe it was the end of the first round with literally like two seconds left. Um, not surprising. Came on the mic, talked about maybe he wants to be the next next McGregor. Um, which, you know, I I see it. You know, he, he's not, you know, he's not the full... Uh, uh, recipe for McGregor, but he has some of the ingredients that could get him to a, a status kind of close to that. Um, I don't think there'll be ever another Conor McGregor, um, but he's got a lot of the ingredients. Irish, um, coming from a small family, um, you know, had to make his way up, fight, you know, whoever he had to fight to get to where he is. Um, he's got a lot of the same tools. The striking is there. So, you know, Ian Gary is going to have a very, very good career in the UFC, um, and I can't wait to see it. Um, a fight we didn't talk about, Chris Barnett. That guy is crazy, no? If any of you guys saw that spinning uh, roundhouse kick um, as a heavyweight, I think he weighed in at like 260, 270, 280. Like, this guy is heavy. Um, 
and then he did a front flip after he he knocked him out. So what a fight that was. Chris Barnett, I think he got a, uh, a 50K bonus um, from Dana White. So that was fun to watch. Um, and then you got, I mean, the, the, the prelim main event, um, Alex Pereira. Um, Alex, it was really surprising. First round, I knew he was going to take him down. I know that Alex has never really worked on his wrestling um, but Alex is used to, he's a kickboxer. You know, he's a very, very, very good kickboxer. Um, I mean, he beat Israel Adesanya. Obviously, pre-Adesanya being, you know, one of the main pound-for-pound pound best fighters in the world. But Alex really, really, really showed his wrestling takedown defense. Um, he did his best to, to neutralize whatever was going on on the ground. He came out the second round and absolutely crit this guy. Flying knee. Um... Out of nowhere, to be honest, Alex Pereira is going to be a—he's going to be an issue, um, and I think he's got a path to Israel Adesanya. Obviously, he has so many more fights to go through to get to Adesanya. I think he's got at least two or three years. Like literally, Kamzat Chimaev probably has another year before he fights for the title, right? Alex is kind of on that pace. Like you can't just because there's a guy that has some great finishes. You can't just move him up to a title contention right away. He's got to fight some guys in the top 10. Got to fight some guys in the top 5. If a middleweight goes and wants to fight Alex, say a, say a top 5 guy like, would never happen, but like Robert Whitaker. Um, obviously, Robert's fighting for the title. But if Robert loses and he goes, you know what, I'm going to fight Alex Pereira, th- then he would move up. And then instant title contention because he beat a guy in the top 5. But no one in the top 5 would be crazy enough to fight Alex Pereira right now. It's, it, it's looking like you got a guy in the lightweight division, Islam Makachev, okay? Nobody wanted to fight him. Dan Hooker took the fight. He lost. Islam's fighting for a title. Kamzat Chemaev, he was fighting a nobody, to be honest. And uh, Lee Jingling, um, Lee had a good fight. I forget against who. He had a good fight, but I mean, he's not a really notable name. And now you got... Alex Pereira, who's another guy coming up in middleweight. Um, so you got Makachev in lightweight, Kamzat in welterweight, and uh, Alex Pereira in middleweight. It, it's crazy what you have going on here. Um, some of these new guys are really going to start trying to fight for these titles, and I can't wait to see what they're going to do. Another guy, Cyril Gunn in the heavyweight division. Cyril has only had a couple of fights in the UFC, um, but he's fought some pretty good guys. So very interesting to see what's going to go down um, in the next year or two in the UFC, um, but I can't wait. So, now we can talk about the main card. Um, started off Chandler Gaethje, and after this, I'm going to say my top five favorite fights list, okay? Because I know that was talked about with me and my friends, and I have a lot of fights that I say are in the top five, my favorite fights. I will give a breakdown, okay? I was thinking about it early in the shower, so. This Gaethje-Chandler fight easily is in the top five, okay? Um, the fight literally did not lack anything. Um... You had all the striking you needed. You had the crowd into it. These guys showing the theatrics. You thought Chandler was done. Thought he was done. And he popped back up. Um, Crazy. Gaethje and Chandler are two of the best lightweights in the division. Um, And it's unfortunate that they both couldn't win this fight. Because both of them deserve a title shot, in my opinion. Gaethje's been there waiting obviously he had to fight Khabib his last title fight so it was it was an issue you know unfortunately um Khabib is obviously on another planet when it comes to uh MMA 
Um, but now Gaethje can try to fight a guy like Poirier or Oliveira, whoever wins that fight coming in December. Um, and Michael Chandler, I thought he had Charles Oliveira in that last fight, and then Charles clipped him, and, and it was over like that. So I think both of them definitely can deserve a title fight at some point. Obviously, Chandler only fought Dan Hooker and then got a title fight right away. Um, but after you beat Dan Hooker coming into the UFC so quickly, being such a powerful name, um, and moving into what I think he was fourth when he was fighting for the title, so or fifth, um, you know, I think Chandler's got to get a couple of fights under his belt. I think a guy that he could fight, I know he tweeted about it earlier, was Conor McGregor. Uh, Chandler and McGregor would be absolutely insane. Um, <clears throat> I think that's definitely a fight that could be, um, you know, regarded as one of the one of the better. Uh, mouthed fights, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? A lot of the theatrics back, uh, backstage and, and on the mic and all that kind of stuff. So that would be a really good fight. I think both of them match up stylistically really well, um, and I would be very interested in watching that fight. But, you know, I think that if Chandler really wanted a title fight, I don't think McGregor's the way to go. I think that Chandler... I think that Gagey's next. I think Chandler's got to see if he can fight the loser of Oliveira Poirier, but then if Oliveira loses, does Oliveira get a title shot again? So you got a lot to go down in the lightweight division. Um, Dana White's got a lot to look at. Tony Ferguson's still lingering around somewhere. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of... Uh, it wasn't Luke. Luke's in welterweight. I'm trying to think. Um, I'll have to look it up after. There's another guy. It's one of the Brazilian guys. I can't think of his name. Um, but yeah, I think that Chandler Gaethje was, was a phenomenal fight. Um, and I don't think anybody can can take that away from them. It definitely was the the, the fight of the night. Um, absolutely, I just looked it up. Benil Dariush, another guy that you got to you got to fight for the title. So if you, it, I know that Dana said you know it makes sense for Gaethje to be the title contender, but if Benil really wants to push, I think I think Benil's got to have a push to, to to fight for the title. So maybe you do a a, a title fight between or, or uh, a, a number one contender fight between Dariush and, and Gaethje. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Um, and then moving on, the next fight. Um, by the way, Gaethje won that Chandler uh, Gaethje fight, if anyone was wondering. Um, it was a decision Gaethje won um, with ease, I thought. Um, and I think it was close. Michael Chandler's face is absolutely uh, blown up. But let's move on. Uh, Shane Burgos, featherweight division. Uh, Shane Burgos, really good fight. Uh, I never saw him fight uh, previous until um, last night, or last night, uh, last Saturday. Uh, really good fight. Um, he, he's really lanky um, and tall and all that, so I think that that utilized, um, he utilized the outside game really well. Striking was really on point, and if it wasn't for them going after Chandler and Gaethje, that, that fight had an option to be a fight of the night contender, you know? So it's unfortunate. I said it earlier um it's hard to follow up, you know, when you throw a really good fight like that. Um, the crowd wasn't until, like, the third round, but it was a really good fight nonetheless. Burgos won. Um, you know, I would definitely like to see a couple more fights for him and maybe go go after that title. I would love to watch that. Then you had Frankie Edgar and Chico Vera. This one had a little bit of controversy at the end. Frankie Edgar said that he wasn't knocked out and he, you know, it was a bad stoppage. I didn't think so. It was a front kick, kind of like an Anderson Silva front kick. If any of you have seen Anderson Silva's fights, um, what, a, what a crazy front kick by Chico Vera. Absolutely drop. When you drop face first, hands down, um, you have to stop the fight. Um, 
when you drop just literally that means you're knocked out like if you drop and you like hold yourself up and, and all that you land on your side knowing that you don't want to land on your face then that's different but when you literally land straight on your face you have to end the fight because you're absolutely knocked out um so frankie edgar i think he's wrong on this i think it's a it was a good stoppage um dan Mergliata, i believe it was um great stoppage so i don't want to hear that um, Frank Edgar, a phenomenal fighter, a legend in the sport, but you know his his prime is over. Chico Vera is on his way up, though. Chico Vera had a phenomenal finish. He's been finishing, I think, seven or eight of his last fights. So, really good fighter. Um, I'd love to see what Marlon can do um, coming in the next couple of weeks um, to see who he's gonna he's gonna fight next. I'd love to see a rematch him and Sean O'Malley to see, you know, who who's really um the better fighter right now and sean o'malley's another one i was i was forgetting about sean o'malley unranked guy coming in sean o'malley's another one where you, you know people are talking about a title fight and, and he hasn't really fought anybody inside the top 10 or 5 so a lot to talk about there um in the next coming uh coming weeks because we got ufc 269 in december coming up um so let's just talk co-main event um rose nami Yunus, uh wei lee um, I was trying to I was trying to pronounce her name correctly. It's Jang Wang Lee, um, I think. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm glad I don't have to talk about her anymore because I can't get her name right, um, and I apologize. Uh, Wei Lee um, came out. I thought she really had Rose's number. I truly, truly did. Um, Rose has fought a lot of girls, knocked out a lot of girls, um, but I really was confident that Wei Lee. Um, would 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 put her away. I truly truly believes believed it. Um, crazy, um, and so crazy. And UFC news is coming out right now, so I'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Um, sorry, I was getting distracted. Uh, Whaley, I really thought she had her number. Um, coming into this fight, I thought that Whaley would have won the first fight had she not been head kicked, um, and knocked out. Obviously, um, Rose is a really good fighter, but it it, it it's hard because Rose has had a lot of ups and downs in her career. She has a new coach. Uh, she's been going through it. All the coach, uh, I believe I said that last pod, um, their training coach, I forget his name, um, the same one for Gaethje, Rose, and Kamaru. Um, and I'll talk about the press conference Kamaru said. He was asked a question about that. Um, it was a really, really good outing for them. Um, Rose came out and dominated. She took Wei Lee to the ground in the fourth and fifth round. So I was really excited to see that, gaining those points. I thought it was a really close fight. I thought Rose won 3-2. to two. Um, Some had it 4-1, to one, which is okay. Wei Lee is a really good fighter. I think she has a, a couple of fights to win um, before she could even think about getting a title because now she's 0-2 against the champion. So it's kind of like a Kobe Covington situation where you know these two could fight five more times and it could be different every time you know um but you can't just continue to have rematches if if the 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 loser hasn't won yet so it's hard um but rose nonetheless won um i believe it was unanimous decision oh no it was split i think i think it was split yeah and the usman one was unanimous it was split but when you heard um the third judge i knew it was gonna be rose so really excited happy for rose congrats to her um and I can't wait to see what she has next. I think she's probably going to have to have Marina Rodriguez. Um, I think that's the next fight. I think that's it. I, I don't I don't know anybody else in this division that she could fight. So I think it's Rodriguez after her last fight. Really good fight by her. So I'll be looking forward to that fight abs uh, for sure. Um, and now let's move main event. Kamaru, the Nigerian Nightmare Usman against Kobe Chaos Covington. 
wow, what a fight. Um, it really didn't pick up to like the third round. Kobe, I thought, was done in the second. He got dropped twice. Really, really good fight. Kobe got the takedown. I don't care what the stats say. Kobe got the takedown, okay? Um, and he said that in the press conference. He definitely got it's fake news for anybody that says that it was 11-11 and he was shot down 11 times. So Kobe Covington, phenomenal fight by him. Um, it, like Dana White said, if Kobe, uh, if Kamaru Usman is not uh, in existence in this world, Kobe Covington is the champion. That is how good Kobe Covington is. So props to him. You know, phenomenal fight. He couldn't get the job done. Uh, Kamaru really worked on the striking. That's He didn't even attempt to take down, I don't think. Um, really good fight. Kamaru showed on striking. He is just superior to some of these guys now. Um, and a lot of people before didn't have him as a quote-unquote striker and now what is Kamaru doing he's putting guys out with his hands something he never did when he was you know two or three years ago so Kamaru is really showing that he's really really good man this guy Dana White said it. He's, he's going up to goat status I think my favorite fighter of all time is GSP well Masvidal then GSP um, I think GSP is the GOAT of the UFC. Without GSP, I don't think there is a UFC. Um, he brought, you know, Canada, uh, UFC, multiple, multiple times. I mean, he is Canadian. Um, so he, he brought them over. He brought the, the worldwide kind of, he, he opened it up. And so, you know, without GSP, I don't think you have a UFC. I don't think you have a Usman. I don't think you have that. But, I mean, pound for pound, best fighter, Kamaru is getting up there. I think, in my opinion, if Kamaru can beat Anderson Silva's record, uh, Kamaru's 15-0. Anderson started out 16-0. Nobody thought anybody would touch that record. And, and sure enough, Kamaru Usman is right there. So if Kamaru can get to like 17-0 in the UFC, I think that's it. And Kamaru's beating everybody. He's fought everybody in this division. And now he's doing it again. He's beat Kobe Covington twice now. He's already beat Leon Edwards way before any of them got, you know, you know, honed their skills. But still, he's already beat Street Judas Masvidal twice. He's already beat Gilbert Burns. Um, he's already beat Tyron Woodley. So, what's next for Usman? I don't know. I think he's got to. He said it. He's got to take some time. Go hang out with his daughter. Spend some time. Which you know that's the main thing. Spend time with your family. I don't know where Usman goes. He fought three times this past year. Um, I think he takes a little bit of a hiatus. I think next time we see him maybe is April. Um, and I even think that might be too soon. I think that maybe he fights. You know, I think there's a lot to do in this welterweight division before Kamaru can come back. Um, I know he wants to fight Canelo Alvarez, which I'll talk about in a couple of seconds. Um, I don't think he wants that. Canelo is insane, man. And you know what? We'll just break into it. Kamaru, um, phenomenal fight. UFC 268, that's what closed it out. And also on Saturday, you had Caleb Plant, Canelo Alvarez. Canelo, you know, is the greatest boxer. Um, if he doesn't, you know have Floyd Mayweather in his path Canelo is probably the greatest boxer of all time Canelo is absolutely the best pound for pound fighter in boxing right now I don't think it's close um, Canelo Alvarez is a god when it comes to uh, boxing so knockout in the 11th I think great fight um, Caleb Plant had it um, the first couple of rounds I thought he was really doing 
um, what you have to do against Canelo, and that's kind of apply pressure to him. Uh, Canelo's more known as a uh, slower fighter. Um, he picks it up in the later rounds, kind of like Nate Diaz. So he picked it up, and, and he put him away, which was uh, not surprising to me. And so Usman and Canelo, I don't think that ever happens. I think you have a better chance at Israel and Usman um, as a champ, uh, as a fight. Um, but, you know, you never know. Um, so now, yeah, let me break into that breaking UFC news. Uh, I said Chandler asked McGregor to fight, and McGregor responded and said, yeah, down the line, I'm down to do it. So I think that's a dream fight for a lot of people. Um, you have to see what McGregor does next. What does McGregor do from here um, after his loss on Poirier? I don't know if you run it back again with Poirier. I just don't see it. I think there's a lot of better fights for Connor. I think you run it back with Diaz. I think you fight Chandler, and I think you fight Ferguson. However those line up, I think that's what you have to do if you're Conor McGregor. Um, I think that's just what makes sense. I don't think Conor can fight for the title ever again. I just don't think he can get back there. Unless he wins those three fights, then maybe give him one. And kind of like a Henry Cejudo where he can win the title and then just drop it um, right after, which is insane for Henry. But I think um, I think that's definitely what has to happen. Um, I don't think McGregor's back to that level. So... You know, it's a shame that people get old and all that, but uh, Conor McGregor, a great fighter, one of the greats um, in this sport who made it, you know, what it is today. Um, but I will say the main guy is GSP. Um, so that is it for UFC Talk. In a couple of weeks, we will talk UFC 269. I don't want to look too uh, far down the line because I did with the Luke Rockhold situation. He pulled out. Aldana had to pull out so you know I don't want to cover something that's not going to happen so probably like two weeks one week before the fights um, we will cover it and we will discuss and digress into it um, coming up on the pod we are going to talk NBA the Miami Heat had a loss against the Celtics but they had a really good win against the Jazz the other night so we will talk about that Boston Celtics Luka Doncic stepped back three over them we will talk about that a little bit um, we will talk about the Nets coming up. The Nets are back and forth, I believe. Um, and it seems like the East is kind of settling out. So we got a lot to talk about coming up in the NBA. Um, and yeah, we will close out the episode with NFL, as we always do. Crazy matchups going that way. But I appreciate you all. Stay tuned. Um, we'll be right back after the break. Welcome back from the break. Um, NBA. I love talking to NBA. I want to dedicate a whole episode to just breaking down some games and, and the weeks and going through everything. But I need a little bit more, um, not evidence, I'm trying to think, like stats and, and games. I just need more more games to go off of. I can't go off of 10 or 9 games. Some of these teams even played 8. Um, so it's hard, and I'm trying, I'm trying to get it down. Um, let's just talk about the east because i love talking about the east because i'm from the east coast i'm always watching eastern conference games whether i mean i have four monitors i got games on everywhere i got five technically including my tvs um so i always got games on even when i'm at work i'm always trying to watch games just kind of see you know either an upcoming opponent or something i bet on just to watch and see you know i love basketball so Let's just talk the Eastern Conference because it's hard to talk about the West, but I'll try to dive into that. The, the Sixers are at the top, half a game above the Heat. Um, the Heat play um, 
I think, in a couple of days, right? We play Wednesday, yeah, tomorrow. Um, Lakers and then Clippers back-to-back. So that's going to be tough games. I'm going to have to watch those, but they're going to be tough to stay up for. Um, you know, the Sixers right now are... It's, it's, it's a weird place to be if you're in the Sixers organization. Ben Simmons still is not playing. You're 8-2. and two. If you add a, If you trade Simmons and you add a piece, you get even better, most likely, right? So, yesterday, news broke. Uh, shams. Uh, the Celtics, the Eagle Celtics, were interested in trading for Ben Simmons. Congratulations, guys. Um... <laughs> The Celtics, um, surprisingly enough, I don't think should do that. As much as I'd love the Celtics to just absolutely tank and, you know, be bad, I think that's a stupid move. And I don't think it's I don't think it's really fruition. It's gonna come to life. Um now if you were to say Jason Tatum, I would like to believe that more. Like if you package Simmons and Harris and then you do Tatum and a couple other guys, maybe. Because Jalen Brown right now is the best Celtic playing basketball right now. And you can agree or disagree, Jason Tatum has had a really bad start to the year. Which, that doesn't say that he's a bad basketball player. I'm saying right now he's really playing bad. And obviously, don't trade Jason Tatum. Like, that's foolish. I mean, he's obviously having a bad start to the year. Same thing with Duncan Robinson. Bad start to the year. But, like, I'm not going to trade Duncan Robinson. That's crazy. But, I don't think you even think about trading Jalen Brown because... Even last season, Jalen was really coming out of his shell. Jalen's got a mid-range game. He's got a he's 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 creating shots for himself. Something that I really never thought that Jalen Brown would have because coming out of Cal, I thought he was really just a defensive guy. I didn't think that he was going to have that offensive game dropping 20, 25 points a game. I didn't think that was going to happen for Jalen Brown. I thought he was going to be more of like a 14 to 16 or 17 point kind of player. And Jalen Brown is really popping off this year. Let me just give you the stats for Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown right now. Averaging 25.6 points per game. I don't think anybody in that, you look at that draft, I don't think anybody thinks that Jalen Brown is doing that. So I think the Celtics have a really good player, and there's no absolute way you drop and trade Jalen Brown, especially for a guy that's got mental health stuff going on right now. Now that could be a cop-out for Simmons not wanting to play, but there's no way any team trades for Ben Simmons, unless it's like John Wall or or Russell Westbrook. Like, there's just no way. I just, I just don't see it happening. Um, let's just talk about Miami Heat. Um, bad loss against the Celtics, 7-2 and two currently. Um, the Heat only losses are to the Pacers and Celtics. Pacers was an overtime game without Kyle Lowry. The Celtics game, everybody was there. There's no excuses. The Celtics had a really revenge game after what the Heat did to them at the end of the year last year. You could kind of see that coming, but I did not even think of that. I thought the Heat were way over um, letting people just pop off on them. Uh, random scrub Heat killers, RSHKs, um, did not come to fruition. Um, they haven't. I haven't seen any of them all year besides maybe like Donovan Mitchell, but he's not a scrub. So, um, yeah, the Celtics absolutely popped off on the Heat, 98, uh, 95-78. to 78. Um, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry. It was a really bad game for them. Celtics really had everybody going off. Romeo, Neesmith, Schroeder. Um, Tatum only had 10, and they still absolutely looked really good. Well, didn't look really good. It was a struggle in the first quarter, but I, I guess they picked it up. Uh, second half, I, I stopped watching the game. I, I went out and did a couple of things. Um, but, yeah, congrats to the Celtics. You guys You got a good win against, in my opinion, the best team in the NBA. So, um, you know, kudos to you. Um, really good game and uh, 
you know, maybe you can bounce back. But the issue with bouncing back is the next game you had to play Luka Doncic, and he absolutely splizzashed a three right in your mouth. Um, three guys defending him, it looked like. So, but there's nothing you can do. Like there, I like if that happened, the Heat. I just, you know, it's whatever. So unlucky. Um, let's talk Nets. Nets are soaring again. Still no Kyrie. I just I don't get what's going on. You got a lot of these guys, these star players sitting out. It's just crazy. It's just really shocking to me. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. You got Ben Simmons. You got Kyrie Irving sitting out. Um, it's just crazy to me. You got to figure something out if you're these teams. You can't just sit in limbo because these players um, want to do stuff um, that benefits them. It's just crazy. It's just absolutely insane. Um, so yeah, I don't know. The Nets are seven and three, moving up. Um, they're playing pretty good basketball. I think they won five in a row or six in a row. It's five in a row. Um, playing good basketball. Cavs, same thing. Cavs are pretty good. Ricky Rubio, uh, thirty something points the other night off the bench. Thirty seven, I think. So, you know, the NBA starting to kind of pick itself together. I think the Bucks and Celtics and Hawks will start to get a little bit of movement. Same thing with the Hornets and Pacers, kind of come up. I really didn't see the Nets being uh, the, the the Wizards being this good. So you got a lot to see coming up in the NBA. Um, I'm really excited, looking forward to the next couple of games, um, especially for the Miami Heat, closing out this Western uh, West Coast trip, um, and then going back home, have a couple at home, um, Pelicans, Wizards, and you know, hopefully they can get uh, you know some games at home and, and get on a little run. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it for the Heat. Um, Lakers hopefully are without LeBron when we play them, so uh, easy win there. Um, you know, big win against the Jazz, and I couldn't say anything better um, about the team on that game. Obviously, almost blew a 19-point lead, um, but it doesn't matter. You got the win, and that's all that matters. Um, yeah, there's not really much else to talk about in the NBA. I mean, Steph Curry and the Warriors, 8-1, and one, playing really good basketball, but there's nothing really, no news, nothing crazy. Um, in about a couple of weeks, I am going to do uh, and, and another breakdown, um, you know, the current, who I think is going to win the awards and all that. There's no, not real much to talk about right now. Um, so let's just go into the NFL um, after the break. Let's just do a break, quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, he did a podcast. Uh, episode 17. So uh, we're pushing out episodes. Let's go, guys. Um, but, yeah, we'll be right back. You know what I was thinking? I need to open up my own Chick-fil-A, Chipotle, and Panera business. I was thinking about that the other day, and I was like, damn, that'd be so fire. Like, one big building, and you just have Chick-fil-A, Chipotle, Panera, and we'll throw Trops in there, like the like the four combos. That'd be fire, but whatever, it's fine. Um, anybody wants to help me with that idea, definitely let me know. I think that's a solid idea. It's like the casino, where you go in the casino, and there's like a half... KFC and Taco Bell. Like, let's, that's fire. That is fire. It's probably closed because COVID, but, like, that's fire, you know? Um, whatever. NFL talk. Um, we're going to talk about Thursday's game because I wasn't able to cover that, and then we'll talk Sunday's game. So, Thursday's game I didn't watch. I apologize. I don't remember what was on Thursday. Might have been the Celtics game. Celtics and Heat. I think that's what it was. There was something on that I was watching. I couldn't. I'm sorry, couldn't watch the Jets and Colts. I think it was. It was Thursday. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Heat and Celtics were on. I didn't watch this game. Uh, 45-30 Colts. 
Um, the Jets, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know. It's weird because there's no Zach Wilson, so it's like, who do I, you know, who do I bash? Um, I guess nobody. Like, I guess you're safe this week, Jets. Like, congrats, I guess. But next week, next week, I'm hoping Zach Wilson's back, and then I can uh, assess you guys properly. Um, Sunday's games. Let's just talk Sunday. Uh, Dolphins-Texans, ladies and gentlemen. The Dolphins finally got another win. Let's go. Congratulations. Let's do it. I am excited. Let's go. Um, yeah, you got to win against Tyrod Taylor, who looked absolutely terrible look like a freaking another doctor poked his lung again like what the hell is he doing out there um 17 to 9 victory for the dolphins crazy um that i did not have any confidence in the dolphins i bet against them um and it bit me so i'm done betting against my team or on my team i'm telling you i always say that and it never works i always freaking do it and i just regret it so decent game by tua um you know, on the bench. Um, he had no picks. Um, he had no yards, but he had no picks. So, unlucky. Jacoby Brissett was given the start. Um, I don't have words. I don't... I don't have um, thoughts. I think that the Miami Dolphins are stupid... Um, Tua was benched. That's what happened. They don't want Tua to play um, because I think they're going to really go after Deshaun Watson. I just have a feeling. As much as I want that to happen, I it's just, man, I don't get it. 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 But whatever. Denver and Dallas. Denver won 30-16. At one point, I think it was 30 to nothing. Dallas, guys, what are we? doing what are we doing freaking a man killing me Bengals browns Bengals got smacked the jets must have placed a curse on them because that's not the Bengals i know um and i've i've watched football for this whole year so 41 to 16 browns won nick chubb absolute monster game hopefully that'll be enough to win in fantasy this week shout out dave um uh, yeah. There's not much to say on that game. Another blowout. Ravens and Vikings, though. Went to OT. Ravens won by three. Justin Tucker, the GOAT, at the end. Kick another field goal. I think it was, like, Vikings up, like, 21-3 or something. Should have taken Ravens live line, man. Ravens are a really good team. They struggled coming out the gates in the beginning. They weren't running the ball consistently. Um, they were trying to air it out a little bit, and it just wasn't working. Um, the Ravens really need J.K. Dobbins back. Obviously, they won't have him back this year. But next year, when they have J.K. Dobbins, I think that this team is going to be phenomenal. I mean, they got Devontae Freeman out there taking a load of the snaps. So, you know, when the Ravens and, and they get healthy and this defense comes back, I think next year they'll be a really, really good team. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if this, they're a Super Bowl contender come next year. This year, it's a little tough, man. I mean, Devontae Freeman is your running back. You don't really have a secondary um, still, even though they're playing really good. Um, some of you guys are still hurt, so, you know, tough one out there. Um, Raiders, uh, I missed all the controversy and, and stuff going on with them. John Gruden, you know, being racist. Henry Ruggs being a race-er, racer. I don't know what you could think. Like, 
high speed, like, I don't know, what do they call NASCAR guys, racers, right? I don't know, but yeah, Henry Ruggs, obviously, uh, unlucky, so, um, 23-16, they lost against the Giants with no Saquon and Daniel Jones at quarterback, which, yikes, um, whatever, uh, Falcons won, I predicted the Falcons to win, um, and it came close. The Saints took the lead at the end, and then all of a sudden, Cordell Patterson, absolutely. Um, if you didn't see that catch, go and look at that catch. Cordell Patterson, man, what a what a player he has become coming in from as a running back now from a wide receiver before he was even only a kick returner. So, I mean, Cordell Patterson has really made a name for himself on this Falcons team. I think Cordell Patterson should absolutely get the bag. Um, whenever he becomes a free agent again, I know he's a little bit up there in age, but he's a really good player, um, and I can't wait to see Cordell Patterson play again next week. Um, other than that, though, the uh, Falcons are not a good team. So, But I'm not high on Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill, so that's that. Buffalo Bills. I had to, I had to let a little bit of silence there. What in the hell are you doing scoring six points against the Jaguars? I'm not even going to cover that game. Jaguars won and beat the Bills, who, in my opinion, were the best team in the East, 9-6. to You're telling me if before the game started, you asked any logical person, if the Jaguars score 6, do the Bills win? I think every single person in the world says yes. Or the Jaguars scored 9. I think I said 6. Just Crazy. Crazy. And in a week, I need Josh Allen to pop off. He doesn't. So thanks, Josh Allen. I appreciate you. Patriots, Panthers, revenge game for Stephon Gilmore. He did get a pick, um, but he didn't get the win. Six points by the Panthers, 24-6 in Carolina. Phenomenal game. Um, If you're a Pats fan, Mac Jones is being able to sling the ball a little bit. So Mac Jones is, uh, you know, popping off. Mackie, Mackie Mac. You know, um, Mac Jones is uh, playing football like he should. Um, he's being able, he's off that leash a little bit. I think Belichick's like, you know what? He was listening to the Heated Up podcast, and he's like, you know what? Let me get, let this kid uh, throw the ball a little bit. So it's uh, it'll be fun to see Mac Jones in the next, next couple of weeks. Maybe this uh, Patriots team can win the AFC East. Doubt it, but they have a chance. So pretty good game. McCaffrey did return. Um, he was uh, neutralized by this Patriots defense. So good game by the Patriots overall. 24-6 victory in Carolina. Um, and then you had the Chargers-Eagles start of the 4 o'clock games. Chargers came out, did what they had to do, played Charger football. Um, another really good team. Justin Herbert's a phenomenal quarterback um, in this league, and I don't think anybody can tell me otherwise. Uh, you know, he had a couple of really bad games, but he's starting to find himself a little bit again and uh, making some moves. Jalen Hurts, on the other hand, struggled a little bit. Um, Jalen Hurts, I think is a little bit overrated. I think a lot of people love Jalen Hurts just because of, you know, coming from Alabama. Everybody loves an Alabama quarterback, but Jalen Hurts just is struggling a little bit. So it'll be good to see how this Eagles team bounces back next week, um, but a really good win for the Chargers. Cardinals 31-17. to They beat the 49ers, another one I predicted. Regardless if Kyler was playing or not, the 49ers are not good. They're just not good. And I don't understand why people think that they are. I really don't get it. Like, they're favored. Um, they were favored this week. Obviously, you know, Kyler, all that. Um, but, like, are they going to be favored against the Rams next week? Because they're at home? 
I'll take the Rams. I'll take the Rams. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, but a good game nonetheless. Cardinals won 31-17. No D-Hop either. Um, no Chase Edmonds. James Conner had a monster game. So, you know, good game for the Cardinals. If you're a 49ers fan, you're not a good team. So stop acting like it. Packers Chiefs snooze fest. It was America's game of the week. If uh, Rogers played, I think that the, if Rogers played, this would have been an absolute blowout. Um, Thirteen to seven. The Chiefs really struggled offensively, um, as they have all year. It's like, are the Chiefs at some point going to be dogs this year? They're two point favorite against the Raiders. Like, I don't know, man. They're not good. They didn't cover the spread once again. By the way. I mean, there's not really much to say besides that Jordan Love, obviously, no one really expected him to have a really good game. He came out, did his thing, you know, got a paycheck and left. So, Rodgers, they really need him back in Green Bay. I don't think they have a lot of offensive chemistry with Jordan Love, obviously. Um, they love Aaron Rodgers, and uh, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Um, Titans, Rams, Titans, last game. No Derrick Henry. And they ended up absolutely smacking the Rams. I wanted to take Rams live line at some point, but I was like, I'm too scared because I just don't know if they'll be able to come back. And then they started making a comeback. I was like, hmm, maybe I should take like Rams live line, you know? And then, uh, nope, they uh, messed it up. Matt Stafford, um, play action, stumbled, fell, and hurt himself, it looked like. So 28-16 win for the Titans. No Derrick Henry, so... Are the Titans really, you know? And if Derrick Henry can come back at the end of the year, like, are the Titans about to go, like, to the Super Bowl? Like, they, they look really complete. The defense is not that good, but yesterday they played phenomenal. The defensive line came out of nowhere. Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, some of these guys played really good. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Titans do um, the rest of the year. Standings-wise, I don't think I've done this. Um, let's just go to the top of the AFC. Um top of the AFC um, not a surprise you got um, let's see right now AFC top of the AFC you got Titans Ravens Chargers Bills and then the wild card you got Raiders Steelers and Patriots um, and then Cardinals Packers Bucks Cowboys Rams Saints Falcons so the NFC definitely seems a little bit weaker. I think when Russell Wilson comes back, the Seahawks could maybe sneak in. I think if the Vikings start getting some wins, they could sneak in. Um, but there's no way I see the Falcons sustaining and being, you know, four and four and, and continuing and sneaking into this wild card place. Like there's no way. There's just no shot we could have that happen. Um, but again, best team right now in the NFC, Cardinals. Best team in the AFC, Titans. Realistically, um, I still think it's the Bills in my opinion, but. They had a really bad one. It's hard to say um, that I'm a Bills guy. Um, but, you know, that's that. Um, I think that's it for NFL. Um, I know I have not talked about Aaron Rodgers' thing because I still don't know all the details. Like, I know the NFL is investigating him um, for lying about his COVID vaccine or whatever he did. So, I don't know what's going to happen with him. But, like, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll talk about it next pod, I guess. Maybe when we have some more news. Um, but yeah, that's it for today. Um, thank you all for tuning in episode 17. We are banging out episodes. Um, I know I had that one week off and I apologize and I told you I'll be getting, uh, two episodes out a week again. 
Um, I'm starting to figure out my schedule, figure out kind of some kind of stuff and when I can record and all that. So it worked out. It worked out this week. This week I'm going to have absolutely enough time. Next episode you're going to have on Friday. If you're hearing this on Tuesday, Friday is going to be the next episode, um, which would be good because I have Thursday off. So I'll have plenty of time to edit, record, do all that kind of stuff, get you guys some good content. Um, like I said, if anybody ever wants to join the pod, um, I've still been talking to some guys. They are looking to join the pod in the next couple of weeks. Um, so hopefully we can get that going. Um, but yeah, as always, I appreciate you all. Um, if you're not following us, like I said, I'll throw the socials out there again at Heated Up Podcast with two P's. Um, there's a P at the end of up, and there's a P in the beginning of podcast. So you got to throw those two P's in, spell it all out like you would. Pretend there's no spaces. Um, and do that for us. Give us a like, follow, share, whatever you got to do. Show your friends, show your family, show your grandma. I don't care if your grandma listens. Hi, grandma. Um, you know, do your thing. And um, I appreciate you all. And I will catch you next time on the Heated Up Podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in and giving me a chance to brighten up your day. And as always, I appreciate you guys letting me heat it up with y'all. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Goodbye. Sounds dry.